Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the dream business coach, coming to you from approximately South Carolina, I think, because I'm forward projecting about three or four weeks from where we actually are as I do this interview. But I have a really great guest today. Let me read uh, Daniel's bio. After receiving a late diagnosis of Asperger's and experiencing what can only be described as life-shattering trauma at the age of just 20, Daniel spent the next seven years struggling to keep those these revelations and events from spilling over into every area of his life. As a result of his struggles, Daniel built a simple four-step system called Beyond Intention Paradigm. Got to ask him about that. I'm sure I will. Initially built as a uh, lifeline grappling with suicidal thoughts, Beyond Intention was born, transforming Daniel's life from misery to celebration. Through his own struggles, Daniel found a path to lasting joy and purpose, and he wants nothing more than to share these tools that help save his life. To that end, he lives by this mission statement to spearhead an evolutionary uplift in universal consciousness by awakening people to the importance of their unique role. That, excuse me, this, that is already encoded in them by way of a deep and often ignored or undervalued passion defined as their dream. That's really, boy, there's a lot packed into two sentences there. Through his motivational speech, Daniel shares his vision of empowerment and joy the books he has authored, his Do It With Dan podcast series, which is available on all major platforms, regular blogs, published articles, and worldwide workshops, have all helped thousands of people across the globe. His prolific work recently earned him a spot in the Wall Street Journal as a master of success. He's also been seen on Wall Street Journal, Market Watch, ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox, just to name a few. Heavy hitter, Daniel, how are you today? I am fabulous, Captain James. Well, thank you. And you know what's interesting, uh, James? It says that on, on Zoom, but I, I'll go by Jim. <laughs> I know you go by. I was, I was, I was, I was trying to set myself apart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go, and, and I and I blew it for you. Sorry about that. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that. Great no start. worries. That's, that's how we roll here. We're, we're, you know, we live on a boat, so we're, we're pretty loosey goosey with a lot of formalities. Um, you know, so I interview a lot of marketers, entrepreneurs, um, and, and things like that. But when I saw, uh, the opportunity to interview you, I thought, Hmm, it's a little bit of a departure from what I usually do. But the thing that I, I, I respect and admire about some people is when they have some serious adversity in their life and then they're able to bounce back. That's step one. And then step two is what do I do with this lesson? What do I do with what I just went through and what I learned and how can I help others? You know, mm. going back um, to 2001, I, I was first, I had diagnosed with stage two cancer. I lost my job. I mean, I went through a lot of crap mm. and um, 
you know, never had thoughts of suicide, but I mean, I was really at the, at the bottom of the barrel. And part of what drives me today is, is just sharing how you can rebuild, you know, after some pretty serious trauma. So that's, that's why I reached out to you and, and wanted to have you on the program. So where, and, oh, and so, yeah. So where, where are you calling in from Daniel? I live in Los Cabos, Mexico, which is a, that's a journey in itself to getting here, but um, it's pretty cool living in paradise. Wow. Living in paradise. Good for you. Um, and only to the degree that, that you want to share, can you take us through a little bit of the, um, what, you know, I refer to my own, that period of my life as my season of crises, right? So mm-hmm. talk a little bit about your season of crises and then let's talk about how you've transformed your life. Well, see, Jim, it was really interesting. I, um, my entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey started really young. You know, I was one of those kids that had the car washing. I did the breakfast in bed thing. You know, I was always entrepreneurial. I taught myself to make computers in my early teens and I was doing that. And so I always knew that I was going to get somewhere successful. But the challenge that I faced is I was an arrogant little toe rag and didn't think that I needed any guidance, advice, mentorship or support. So inevitably, when I did have my big breaks, I ended up not dotting my I's and crossing my T's and losing everything. So I I made a multi-million pound fortune by the age of 20. But because the way that I funded my business, the paperwork referred to investor and not loan, the government took everything from me. Oh, my goodness. I was undeterred, though. I was completely undeterred. Um, Still gung-ho, went for it again. And this time, the second time I got robbed by all my, my business partners, stole everything from me. So after the second time, I was like, maybe, maybe I was making it all up in my head because I'd been using visualization and goal setting and, uh, you know, just all of that really good groovy stuff. And this dogged belief, this dogged certainty that if I set my mind to something, I'll, I'll get it. And I was experiencing that, but here I was looking at everything lost, um, completely demoralized. And, and it was that point I, I thought, I thought I'd been wrapping myself up in this lie because my parents wanted me to follow the traditional route, um, going to university and so on. I'd actually gotten a place. I'd been awarded a place, um, at Keble college, Oxford university. I ended up losing that in something called the grade scandal that happened in 2001 in the UK. Uh, but the thing is in the face of losing that space, I just, I was undeterred again. I was doggedly just moving forward. But then I was looking back now and I was like, did I make a mistake? Was I, you know, was I just a fool? Should I have just done what my mom and dad said and stayed in university and, and gone the traditional route? There was a lot going on. And I just came to the point where I didn't think I had anything to offer the world because I thought that everything that I had been offering was nonsense. And uh, it was a very dark point. And it's, it's in mo- when I think back at that, I, I'm glad I, I was in the UK and not in the States because when I was going through my options, I'd seen people that had tried to cut their wrists and they just had scars and it hadn't worked. I'd heard of people who had had to get their stomach pumped. I'd an ex-girlfriend of mine, we'd actually gone to the hospital because a friend of hers had tried to kill herself and we were all sitting around the hospital bed feeling sorry for her and I didn't want to be that person. And to be honest, Jim, it was not wanting to fail at something else. You know, I, I couldn't take another failure. It just would, I didn't have it in me, especially one that would just further add to the sad story that I had for myself. So I set, I set up committed to learning how to successfully commit suicide. You don't have really guns running around in the UK. I thought if I tried to sort of 
hang myself and that doesn't go right. Somebody finds me. I just didn't want any of that. I just wanted a permanent solution. And I set off to go and do that. But there was a quiet thought, a really quiet thought that came in the background. And it was this, the only way I'm going to do this successfully is if I myself do it successfully. I can't depend on anybody else. I can't blame anybody else. Nobody else can do it for me. I have to do it. And a secondary thought just sat underneath that, not really loud, but just faint enough to make a difference. And it was that everything that I was seeking to run away from, it was the same thing. I was the common denominator. Nobody else was responsible. I'm the only common thread. And if I want to create a change, then it depends on me, depending on me and getting it done within myself. And Daniel, how, what age are you when all, when this was going on? I'm 24 years old at this point. Wow. And so it seems like you had an unbelievable reservoir of um, positive can do spirit and even getting knocked down a few times. That's okay. I'll just get back up. But suddenly Mm -hmm. kind of that reservoir or that bank of uh, stick-to-itiveness kind of dried up. Yeah, it dried up. Or I looked at the reservoir and wondered if it was a reservoir Kool-Aid. Oh, okay. Very interesting. So, um, N- not going too far down this hole because I, I want to mm-hmm. just transition to the, <laughs> to the bright to the side. Positive, right? Let's get to the bright side. <laughs> don't don't hang up, everybody. So, um, so you've obviously turned your life around. Um, yeah. And I know when I was doing a little research, I mean, there's you, you talk about spirituality, you talk about transformation, manifestation. You, I know I, one thing I said or, or read, it said, you know, you tell people to stop meditating. So <laughs> let me go there just briefly. Not that I'm a big meditator. I, I do believe in prayer and, and, mm-hmm. and quiet time, but and maybe that's it. But w- mm-hmm. why do you tell people to stop meditating? Because what happens is, is people get stuck on just the meditation. It's like the old adage, prayers are answered when you're on your feet, not when you're on your knees. You have to get mm. up and get on with life, you know? If you're just in prayer 24 hours a day, when's the chance to experience the blessings that you've been praying for from God in the first place? You know, it's the same I find with meditation. And it comes down to this idea that I think has been kind of trickled throughout time that we're not just a physical body. We have a soul or spirit, right? We've got a mind and we have a body. And all of those things come together to make up our experience. And when I'm calling people to stop meditating or to stop to get off on off their knees or to stop doing their yoga. It's not that they shouldn't do it in the first place, do it and then get on with the rest of the rest of the process. Get on with bringing the rest of you to the party also. Right. Okay. So is that, you know, there's a thing called pattern interrupt. Is that a little bit of pattern interrupt? You say stop meditating. So it's not yes. really, you don't want them to stop. You want them to stop doing it 24 seven. Yeah. And get on and take care of the rest of it. I mean, you know, you get people that uh, all they will do is is meditate or they'll just do their yoga practice or they'll just do their prayer or just do their spiritual practice. But then they don't take care of the fact that whilst that will support you creating a change in your limiting beliefs or your unworthiness or uh, disempowering thought patterns, it doesn't do the heavy lifting. You still have to come in and make that conscious choice to change those patterns of thought. And the same, if I just, for example, let's say, for example, someone wants a relationship, Right. They've, they've got their vision board or they've got their specific practice or they've been praying for it. But if they're then just sitting at home eating Cheetos and watching Netflix all day and not actually going out and engaging with other humans, where's the opportunity for that blessing to find them? Yeah. What does alignment mean? Uh, are you talking about being in alignment with your goals or with, you know, the, the, what's going on in the world, the country? Like what is, what are you referring to when you're talking about being in alignment? Being in alignment is being on the same wavelength 
right? So when our thoughts are aligned is, am I thinking thoughts that match, resonate, or of the same frequency, the same quality as what I want? If I'm saying I want to be abundant, for example, and all I'm doing is thinking about how broke I am, or all I'm doing is, is just tuning into having conversations about how it's hard to get money or so on and so forth, then where's the possibility for that desire to make its way into my reality? How are my choices, my actions going to follow on abundantly from a lack mentality? My actions, if I'm saying, again, just going back to the example I just used, I'm saying I want to have a relationship, but I'm not <laughs> either not engaging with or even pushing back or repelling opportunities to engage with other humans and perhaps be met with that blessing that I'm praying for. What do you, I mean, sounds like you've also studied uh, success, right? Are, are you mm -hmm. kind of a student of success, so to 100%, speak? 100%. So why do you think some people succeed and some people don't? And I don't, I don't just mean why some people will, you know, leave their paycheck and start a business and then do okay. Why do some, well, that's, that's part one, but why, and then why do a much smaller number of people actually enjoy large amounts of success instead of just getting by? Mm. I mean, I personally don't think we ever fail at anything. I don't. I believe that the unconscious mind is a terminator that always gets to where it's going, but it, it's not thinking in so much as it takes its instructions and runs with them. But often those instructions that we're running on unconsciously don't match what we desire. So those who are not succeeding, I actually think they are succeeding. They're succeeding at failing because that's the program that they're running on. Those that are succeeding, it's because that's the program that they're running on, their mindset, their, their emotional state, uh, their spiritual alignment, and their actions simply click in to that happening for them. I think that people, I think the vast majority of people, entrepreneurs included, play uh, not to lose instead of playing to win. What do you yeah. think of that? I agree. I think there's a, there's a, there's a, what do they call it? A negative bias. I don't remember the research, but 80% of the time we run on a negative bias. So we're playing on that defensive. We're playing from a contractive holding this, but if we're not moving forward and expanding, then we're contracting, but we're not moving forward. Most of the time, like you said, we're just running on defense, but that might stop you taking hits, but you're not going to put anything on the score scoreboard when you're playing life that way. Hmm. So you're big on telling people they have a choice. I mean, mm -hmm. that's probably a whole show in and of itself, but are, is the choice <laughs> to succeed or not succeed, to get up and, and do something or just wait for money to fall out of a tree? <laughs> what Talk about choice. I don't believe God is a tyrant. I believe free will is true. But for that to be the case, that means that on some level of consciousness, whether we're aware of it all of the time or not, there is a decision being made about which direction we're going in. And for me, the journey that I've been on, the journey that I work with people on is developing a relationship with the different parts of ourselves so that we can be consciously deliberate in making choices and, and moving forward to put points on the scoreboard, not just running in defense, not being in lack and fear, not being in doubt and anxiety, but being in an uplifting, expansive spirit of growth. Uh, you wrote a book, I think I saw called The Money Game. T yeah. Tell me about that. <laughs> the, money, <laughs> the Money Game is cool. So I, I, a couple of years ago, I did, a, I did an experiment where I was looking at this whole manifestation thing. And I just sort, of, just sort of broke it apart a little bit. And I was looking at which pieces work, which pieces don't against the backdrop of what I teach with alignment and choice. And uh, so I ran this experiment and said, well, 
you know, if something's scientific, you know, then it should be repeatable. So is there a way that I can repeatedly, you know, on command, start to manifest money? Not all the stories, not just putting a check on the wall and hoping. It's like, no, I, I wanted something repeatable. So I did some experimentation and came up with this little process that became the money game. So I ran it myself from, I think, around August, September through to the January of 2019, I think it was. I did a mastermind in New York. And um, it's the first time that I shared it with the public and um, people loved it and were getting results. So I did some more, some, some more experiments. I had a, just launched my micro to billions program, which is my signature program. And we started to include it in that. And now we've had thousands of people around the world that got some amazing results. And so the time came for me to just, you know, put it down into a book so that more people could get a hold of it rather than those that just are in the community or do a challenge with us. So we put that out this year. Wow. Good, good. Congratulations. That's awesome. Most people have a book in them, but they never get out of them. So <laughs> I, I really admire authors. Um, so I think in the intro, I actually I want to make sure I get to this because we're getting down to about six minutes. You, you have a four-step process called Beyond Intention Paradigm. That yes. sounds like you couldn't do it in six minutes, but give it your best shot to talk about that. <laughs> I've been known to do it in a minute or two, but don't tell my wife that. All right. Um, well, take a few. There you go. <laughs> So uh, around the time that I, I had that awareness that I was the common denominator in everything that was going on for me, that became the foundation for what is Beyond Intention. Beyond Intention was born of that time. Because as I moved on to stepping into that, being the common denominator more deeply, I then started to look at the idea of time being the now and how often we're caught in the past or in the future. For me, there was anxiety, there was trauma from the past that was not allowing me to be to access my ability to actually make new choices and create new outcomes. And then I looked at this idea of connecting with the emotional state of what I want, connecting with the finished outcome, having that level of certainty that what I've prayed for, what I've been calling in is going to show up. And then the idea that we're unconscious most of the time. And so it's imperative for us to have a level of awareness to where we're at internally so that we can cause correct uh, I got a lot of that from Maxwell Maltz's book, uh, Psycho-Cybernetics, yeah, where he book. compares success, you'll know the ref reference then, a guidance missile. It doesn't go from point A to point B. It's constantly course correcting. And that's how it gets to where it's going. And so that exploration, which became a 12-year journey um, to the point where my, Beyond Intention was something I shared with others, was Beyond Intention. Step one is accept. I'm the author and creator of my life. I've been blessed with the ability to choose. And if I direct that, then I can have some creative control into what I experience. Clear, step two, which is coming to the present moment. I can't hear that which I'm asking for. I can't see it. I can't make the choices to it. If I'm not present, if I'm not picking up the phone, I can't get the call, you know? Uh, step three, gratitude is connecting to that outcome as, a, as, a, as an, a present experience. So developing a level of certainty that it will happen. And then step four is listen, just thinking and feeling with awareness, recognizing when I'm off course so that I can course correct and stay on the path to what I desire. So uh, I think so the third one is connecting with the present. Yeah, gratitude. Oh, okay. All right. Gratitude. Yeah. Um, and so. Talk about that a little bit. I, I mean, I think gratitude is 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 the game changer for most people. Definitely. Um, 
there's, I, uh, I forget the song. Oh, I think it was Sheryl Crow. It said, it, it's not having what you want. It's wanting what you have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you look, if you look every day and believe me, when I say gratitude, I mean, I, at my worst day, when I didn't know if I was going to be alive in mm-hmm. uh, five years, let alone, I was already broken going into debt with everything. Um, mm-hmm. I still had a family that loved me. God loved me. I hadn't missed a meal. You know, all mm-hmm. these different, you could always find things to be grateful some people tend to focus on the here and now of what's Mm. wrong Mm. talk about gratitude a little bit the game changer for me like the big big game changer because before beyond intention before i lost everything i'd been using a model i created called vision purpose faith gratitude and that model had stopped working and and it was my belief in that and the loss of faith in that that really contributed to my downward spiral but the thing was with my original model I was grateful for things that happened. The big light bulb moment for me with Beyond Intention was being grateful before it's happened. So connecting with something with such certainty that, you know, I've asked for it. I'm asking in faith. I know it's coming. I can be grateful for it now. That was a game changer. And it was actually the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza. I went to my first event of his in Berlin, 2016 where I saw the science behind how that actually works to rewire the brain to be able to receive something more efficiently. Um, So there's some science around that now, but yeah, gratitude in advance is the most powerful way to demonstrate faith and certainty. And so that's why we we put it there in step three before it's actually happened. That's really at the heart of manifestation. Is it not? uh, I would say to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. Um, Real quick. What is micro shifting? (laughs) <laughs> micro shifting is one of the most uh, popular parts of my work it's uh, the definition from the the, the danism direct di- dictionary is a consistent series of baby steps made in the direction of a consciously chosen outcome so the aspects of it are baby steps minimum deliverables something i know i can do without resistance consistency and a very deliberate outcome so taking baby steps to where you want baby steps meaning even if it's just getting up one minute earlier versus an hour earlier even if it's just taking uh taking your notebook out and not even starting to journal yet even if it's just you know walking down the steps instead of using the elevator even if it's just opening up your computer and looking around at the dating sites not even necessarily setting up an account yet just one small baby step consistently towards your consciously chosen outcome so really enjoyed our time so daniel my final two minutes here i want to ask you something you know as you and i are recording this we're kind of um, it's, uh, mid November, you know, mm-hmm. whether you, depending on who you talk to, I think whether we're coming out of the pandemic, but mm-hmm. I mean, people deal with a lot of challenges. There's a lot of emotion. It's been really, it's a difficult year for a lot of people. People mm-hmm. have things not related, like, you know, losing a spouse or, or a parent, or there's all kinds of things going on. I mean, this really has been a, uh, I guess, a, a, a difficult year. What, what, here's my small question. What piece of advice would you give people? When, when do I get back in the game? If they're sitting on the sidelines, when do I re-engage? When do I summon the courage to play a bigger game? The only time is now. If you keep right. kicking that can down the road, it's going to keep going down the road. Here's where the micro shifting comes in. Getting back in the game may not necessarily be suiting up and going for the touchdown. It could be just putting your boots on. It could be getting out and just doing a stretch. It could be just going to look at the field and getting ready tomorrow to go and and have a run around the outside. What is something that you know you can do, no matter how small, that's moving towards 
putting something on the scoreboard instead of uh, trying to defend. Good advice. Small steps. And I also tell people celebrate every small success. Don't wait for the big one. You know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what a great conversation. Thanks so much for coming on. I'm sure people want to connect with you. Uh, Are your books on Amazon? What website do you want to give out? How can people connect with you? Dreamwithdan.com is the most efficient place to get hold of me. All my social media is there. Um, The podcast links, all the books. Um, If we're doing any free events, which we generally are, um, we're just missing one that's going to be this Sunday. That's going to be a great one for entrepreneurs. But j- just dreamwithdan.com, everything's there. Awesome. Dan, thanks so much for being on my special guest on uh, Dream Business Radio. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Captain Jim. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview. And I want you to connect with uh, Dan at dreamwithdan.com. He's all over social media. Get his book. It sounds like he's really uh, got his head in the game, kind of turned his life around. And I, I admire people who, uh, who go through some difficult stuff and bounce back and then want to help other people do the same. So do that. Uh, if you want to connect with me other than on my podcast, get jimpalmer.com. If you're interested in my pro- coaching program, dreambizcoaching, dreambizcoaching.com. But that is it until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I am Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free dream business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.